0: Ladies and gentlemen.
1: Ladies and gentlemen!
0: I'm Shawnee Constant, and I'm here with my co host, Mr. Bean. Can you pay it, motherfucker? Can you pay, motherfucker? We are basking in the glory.
1: In the glory of
0: the opulent Russell Palace chandelier! Russell Palace!
1: Russell. I think he's prison style, dude. Boobshockaloo! <laughs> the
0: scariest of all.
1: A cloud. It's like we've said uh, previously on the show. Mira! you fat! You got a fat ass! <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's covered drinking! My bird's got a big old there. It's a work! It's a work!
0: Uh, and this is the One
1: Fall Show! <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, Mr. Bean, have you been watching wrestling this week? We are ramping up into a weekend of a lot of cool stuff.
1: Yeah, it's actually more uh, impressive what we're looking at this weekend than the last week. You know, last week we were super pumped about the changes in the uh, in the WWE product, and this week uh, changes, but just not as uh, extreme, if you will.
0: No. So we oh, by opening last week a Raw episode with like essentially what is chaos, right? It made this week's episode feel a little more mundane. And then they opened SmackDown with chaos. So I think that that was a pretty good way to bookend those two weeks because, of course, you can't open every show with chaos. Otherwise, it, that, becomes that becomes mundane. Storm. Yeah. Right. But uh, I am with you in terms of uh, this idea that um, it was a little, and it was a go home week. Go home sure. weeks are always going to be somewhat problematic. I did not, uh, you know, the internet was ablaze with, with, Dislike for Raw this week while it was going on, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't think it was a bad show. I thought it was a fine go home show. It did not compare to the week prior. It
1: was underwhelming. Is, is yeah. the problem? And well, and we've been dealing with months and months of underwhelming. So yes. Any any amount of underwhelming. Is, is also is kind of like oh we're back to this again
0: and it, yes and it's not as though there isn't like a uh, huge faction on the internet that loves to say you see you say everything oh, sucks and right. it always will you thought you had something good last week but you don't when i, I don't know I, i'm i'm generally pleased with it i think that this pay-per-view is going to be very interesting both because we're going to see how they approach it as compared to other pay-per-views Agreed. and also how things then change coming out of it you know some people uh the the dirt sheets have said that uh who's my man from wcw i forget his name every time which uh, drives wcw people crazy the one who ran everything uh, oh, Eric Bischoff, yeah bischoff has not been sitting in the number two you know the number one seat uh next to i was number two to vince mcmahon but number one if vince mcmahon was the captain and turned and sure. said number one to make my show better um he's not been there for smackdown and he's going to start after smackdown while other people have said oh i definitely see bischoff's fingerprints all over the show i don't know bischoff well enough to know where his fingerprints are it looks like the same show that it's always been in terms of you can tell there are changes on raw in the production even if you didn't love this week yes and um, I assume we're going to see a little of that next week, the, if the dirt sheets are correct, and they were waiting until after the pay-per-view for Bischoff to actually take over.
1: I would say that the way SmackDown opened this week absolutely felt like an old, older WCW-style thing. In the parking lot, things are happening. And then, you know, the, the chaos that happens directly after something that's supposed to happen earlier today. Right. Kind of thing. Like, definitely feels like a, a uh, WCW Monday Night Nitro. Kind okay. Like this is this is an attitude era kind of thing and how uh, appropriate that they chose a character who has inherited the Stone Cold stunner yes. to you know to to do all this with and and if this means uh more camera time, more fun stuff from Kevin Owens, if we're if this is leading to Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon as like the successors to Austin versus McMahon, I'm here for
0: it. Absolutely. And you know, how odd would, and exciting the idea of Kevin uh, Owens as a face yeah dethroning Shane McMahon, who is sort of the sort of the uh, surrogate for the authority because that's the authority storyline just has not congealed again. And I think a lot of people are excited about that i I, I like the authority stuff, but I also jumped in it you know the end i think of 2014 or 2015 sure i didn't have 15 years of bad authority stuff <laughs> right so i understand why a lot of people are not so much into it um
1: there were two huge things missing this week uh one of them was uh, the the wild card rule i don't think was in effect at all
0: no at this point now it's just everyone's on both shows <laughs> until they decide who's going to get who yeah right. that, that whole thing's been reset
1: <laughs> and and uh th- I did not see any of the Firefly Funhouse characters like popping up in the background at all.
0: No, it makes you believe that he's going to have to like if he doesn't show up at the pay per view. Now at this, are they lose? Are they missing an opportunity? Is there steam behind the character lost if yeah, they well, continue you, to make us wait?
1: You've already gone like two or three weeks without a Firefly Funhouse segment and on the shows.
0: And you had big moments, right? Like uh, apparently the date coincided with him first showing up. So people thought that, that you know, was obviously a red herring. Sure. Um, I thought for sure that Aleister Black's opponent, you know, he oh, came yeah. knocking on my door, but then I opened it. He wasn't there. Their spiritual battle, yada, 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 clearly let me in. All you have to do is let me in. Oh, this is a Bray thing. And then Cesaro? Cesaro, yeah. I'm like, well, the <laughs> promos that... all don't work at all, but the match is great. I'm yeah. very excited for the match.
1: Absolutely. Looking forward to those two guys bashing each other as hard as possible. Uh, you know, yeah, Alistair's going to be kicking his head, his frigging teeth off. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Kick the bar. Uh, he still wears that yeah. bar mouthpiece and kick that out, and he can replace it with a new one.
1: <laughs> Cesaro's going to be uh, giving him the most vicious European uppercuts you've ever seen, I'm sure.
0: Did you by any chance um, watch any of the G1 tournament? Uh, I have I ha- not had a chance. happen to have access, and so I watched uh, the day that was on access. I also happen to have a New Japan account, but I don't ever watch it. <laughs> this was on my television in front of my <laughs> so. I want. Uh, I don't want to break it down too much. People who love it um, already know what happened, and I can't add much to it. I would like to say though, Zack Saber Jr. versus Sonata was a great match. Just in terms, the G One is a tournament. It's placed very specifically in the New Japan year, yeah. and all those nuances are a bit lost on me. It's a tournament style. I only watched one night, but just in terms of one match, I. Uh, I think uh, Lance Archer, who's a he's a big um, Texas-born villain uh, okay. in New Japan, versus Osprey was really good. Osprey is one of their huge. Um,
1: Will Osprey is another one of those guys, kind of like the Young Bucks. I don't know; I've ever seen a bad Will Osprey match.
0: No, and he's getting better. He's no longer so one-dimensional. He's not just the flippy stuff. But that was a fun match. And then I really expected. I thought I was going to love Kenta versus a abushi because those are uh, two great great i didn't love the match so much although the end it's worth finding there's got to be a gif for it the uh the uh, yeah the um the 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 selling that abushi does on kenta's go to sleep is awesome and if it's not a gif then certainly someone
1: should make it but i have to believe it is because it's just so good yeah but uh yeah, and then we were talking before we even cut the mics on this afternoon about the after the match. You know, New Japan typically has they they have the winners and the losers.
0: KFA, motherfucker
1: come out and and do a uh, kind of a little promo bit in front of uh, some reporters, something like that. And Zack Saber Junior. saying something along the lines of like giving, you know, the USA a technical wrestling matches, like performing Shakespeare for dogs. Yes, which, <laughs> which is
0: a, which is a great line, but it's such a Suzuki goon heel thing to say because yeah. the crowd was so into it like that was actually the first match of the night that both the crowd and me were on the same page with this event it was a weird thing i don't know that dallas was an interesting place to host the match it probably has to do with the connections of access tv and the owner of access tv mark cuban uh this is just like the time they were in san jose it's too big of a house so they don't sell it out so it feels weird because the crowd's really really into it you're getting great great stuff in the ring but the production between the crowd and the action in the ring you lose some because you see how much the how how empty the the room is even if it's half full um
1: tell me this when when new japan comes over to when you know they have their event in dallas are the dallas crowds who are new japan you know born and bred essentially are they just as polite as the japanese crowds Are they just quiet (laughs)
0: No, no, it's very different. It's it's, it's quite, a, although it is more respectful. You don't yeah. have, I mean, you don't hear a lot of jeering coming from the crowd. That's I will cool. say that. Um, and that is, it makes it fairly enjoyable to watch. Yeah. But uh seemed like a good event. Now they are going to be doing it later this year. They're going to do a three town trip in New York, Boston, Philly. Yeah. And this is the one I think where New Japan really can make a stamp because they're doing the Hammersmith ballroom, the Hammerstein ballroom. Yep. Hammersmith Palace is a, <laughs> it's a London reference. That is, I heard through punk rock. I don't even know the details anymore. But uh, they're doing the, um, the old ECW arena yep. and then a classic arena in Boston. These are smaller houses that they almost – for I, I would wager entire Wrestle Palace that they will sell out, and right. you'll get to experience the, the compression of a room that is exploding for the product instead of sort of the dull compression – of a small crowd ablaze in a much much bigger room. Right. Uh, well so- that's
1: we've postulated before that that's kind of why NXT every time they come here they always come to like the Royal Oak Music Theater. And I'm like why wouldn't you 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 could fill right. an arena. Why do you keep coming to the small music theater? And it's probably the same, you know, yes. mentality is like better to have an entire room packed to the gills with people that want to be there than to have a room that's like well we couldn't fill the whole thing but everybody's pretty happy to be here yeah i mean and then isn't that the the
0: experience of the carnies who have gone town to town for 50 years understand how the room will be experienced versus a foreign entity who's trying to book their product in unknown areas Yep. where someone finally i guess got the bug in their ear like hey no go to these places that people already love wrestling and places that are like I I kind of want to see the New York show if I wasn't so physically uncomfortable all the damn time. Yeah. I would strongly consider whatever, you know, the price would be to buy a ticket secondhand and that would just be a blast cuz it's going to be on the excitement the excitement of the fans will be so contained by the room that it, it's going to be explosive and fun. I think that's where we'll really see people who aren't experiencing new Japan and fits and starts like we are. I mean, of course the hard, the diehard fans are going to be excited no matter oh, what, for sure. But the American fans who are more casuals like me, I think, or, or, or even less casual than me, will see these and go, well, this is something to take a look at. Cause yeah. I, I, the crowds are going to be yelling wall to wall, ear to ear. This is Liger's retirement tour. Okay. He's apparently his last year. One of their, uh, famous referees in new japan is going to be doing something for the new york show because this is also his retirement touring uh tour interesting and uh, but this week we've got well we got the next aew event
1: yeah saturday is packed full because you've got uh, aew's uh fight for the fallen which will be on the bleacher report app once again yes i'm gonna we'll make sure i know. get all
0: my my stuff for the bleacher report app working so yeah. that i can just type in my and in, in info and watch it
1: right Um, And then at the same time, you've got uh, Evolve's 10th anniversary on the WWE Network, which is the first time the WWE Network is airing something that is not a WWE product.
0: Yes, and we've been hearing rumors that they were going to do something like this for quite a long time. It's been well known that they have an alliance with uh, Evolve Wrestling because they oftentimes allow their... NXT stars to appear at Evolve shows. I've gotten to see several of them here in Detroit. They've been making an annual or uh, one or two trips to Detroit for the past several years. So I'm really excited about that. I'll have to probably watch AEW live, watch Evolve Probably that same night, and then yeah. try to recover to watch. Uh...
1: I think that's I think that's that's what most people's plans are. Even though um, a, you know a couple of weeks ago when they announced the Evolve thing, I know Kenny Omega on Twitter was was very upset about them booking a you know essentially a pay per view event at the same time that their charity pay per view event is going on. But I think it's going to work out for everybody because as long as you can see that Evolve thing on the network after it is live everybody wins.
0: Yes, and I have to believe that they were planning that anyway and they just used the announcement date to sort of screw with AEW. Right. But let's even go full conspiracy and say they specifically said, you know what, there's that event that night, let's go ahead and just broadcast it to fuck with them. Even if they did in the long one, you're right, because... Evolve gets a push so we get more energy to the indies Mm -hmm. which is helpful to everyone across the board and that's where people say that these wars are good for wrestling in general. I totally agree because it forces everyone to be on their game. Right. You know I think that Kenny was probably uh, very emotional. He felt like he was being screwed with. He's not part of the the sort of running from WWE part of aew he's right. just been in Japan the whole time doing his own thing and he got he got upset I get it but he also deleted that tweet pretty early and yeah. didn't, he didn't uh, continue to beat the horse I think he was no, probably not at all. these are probably all things I, I don't know that WWE pays enough attention to be able to swing things that's the thing of right?
1: is because you It's 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 almost like talking out of both sides of 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 your mouth. If you're the WWE, like on one hand they're not scared of this, you know, startup organization, but on the other hand, these coincidences keep happening.
0: Oh, and of course they will more and more work to 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 trump, uh, you know, trump card whatever AEW is doing
1: right like isn't the the thing in August the NXT UK thing isn't that the same night as like all out or something yeah crazy? that's that one's a little, a little shaky well too a couple of other crazy things that are going on that night but just like like I said these things keep happening so uh, like at what point I don't I don't think you you come clean but at what point do enough of these coincidence coincidences happen that it's just too obvious right
0: right Who knows? And, you know, I don't know we'll ever be able to find that fine line between the two. Because certainly once AEW starts appearing on TV, that's when, you know, things will all be humming. And, you know, at that point, you will have almost for sure you'll start to see stuff on both shows that are Easter eggs concerning the opposition, right? Like, they did this on Wednesday, so on our next Monday show, we're going to do this, and yada, 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 yada. Right. And, you know, that'll be great for everybody who's watching all of it. And and there won't be a head-to-head, at least early on, there's not a head-to-head... Your program's on, my program's on at the exact same time, so we're competing for that same space, which right. I think makes things interesting, too, and a little different than the Monday Night Wars era.
1: Yeah, no, I think by the end of the year, there's going to be a lot of shows uh, like ours and, and, and others that are, uh, that are going to be, there's going to be plenty to analyze. Oh, yes. I would say come around like November, December. When it comes to uh, what's going on, the the real question will be: Do we have the stamina to watch that much goddamn wrestling? Yes, every absolutely. Week?
0: No, that's the trick, right? And that's where WWE does need to catch up. They don't in any way need to worry about um, their bank account or being able to compete. They can compete with the world of other wrestling for the next decade without making a nickel. Uh, just because of the, they're such a huge entity. But yeah. can, the entertainment value is where they it's, they seem to fail to understand that. It's almost
1: j- political. Like, they're the incumbent and everybody else has to, like, come up to their level in multiple ways mm-hmm. in order to unseat them mm-hmm. at all. Because, at the I don't know about you, but at the end of the day, I got about maybe five to seven hours of wrestling in me every week. So, you know, eventually it's the kind of thing, hey, 205 Live is on fire man nxt is fucking great but sometimes after you've got done watching raw and smackdown i got other shit to do man
0: yeah no it's trickier and trickier uh to to find the time and that's going to continue to increase but i you know and this week will be a good test for everybody like yeah do we come back next week and it turns out that neither of us got to the evolve show well that will be interesting i i have a feeling i'm gonna watch it because i really i love what we got matt riddle versus uh our boy the uh the no-fly zone. Uh, oh, uh, Drew Gulak.
1: Drew Gulak. Yeah, yeah that should I know be fun. Adam Cole is fighting somebody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. Isn't Keith Lee supposed to be there, I believe?
0: It makes sense if he is. I don't know the card, and I don't have it here, and there's no yeah. reason to bring it up, I guess. Okay. Uh, there's, we've got so much to talk about here. And it's we, true. But... Um, yeah, there's a lot to look for. I don't even know what's going on in the AEW card. I just expect it to entertain me without mm-hmm. even having followed the stuff. What are you looking forward to in... Is there anything extreme rules that you think is going to be great or something that you're afraid is going to be a real disaster?
1: Oh, man. The, the main event, which would be the mixed match uh, between Becky and Seth and uh, Baron Corbin and um, Tr- or Lacey Evans, that could be fantastic. However... Uh Lacey has been real green in the ring the mm-hmm. last couple of times we've seen her. So I think if anybody kinda drops the ball, it's on Baron Corbin and uh Lacey Evans.
0: But boy, man, the crowds have not been excited about Seth Rollins main Dude. events. We we can pretend that's not the case, but there have been two different times now where the crowd has turned on a Seth Rollins main yeah. event. And part of that is booking who Seth is facing. But part of that is got to be on Seth at some point, right? right? Like, at what point do we go? Mm, people don't like Seth as the main eventer as much as Seth likes Seth as a main eventer. Who do I we think- want as the main event? Because obviously, uh, it's not. Uh, it's, it's it's not. Uh, I can't even think of his name now. We have not seen. Oh, uh, seen Brock Lesnar. No, no, uh, <laughs> no. Uh, no uh, 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 oh, now I'm just going to completely win. Wh- who is it? The guy? Uh, the the the. the... Ooh, uh, oh, Roman, <laughs> Roman Reigns. <That's> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just lay it out of, of mind. <laughs> you know so um it, that'll be interesting to see the whole uh if
1: there's one match if there's one match sunday i gotta see it's probably the tag team match with uh daniel bryan and rowan versus heavy machinery which was probably almost the best match of the of stomping ground in my opinion mm, yeah uh, and then you add the new day to this match i gotta see it I gotta see. This. I, I
0: agree. I think it's a lot of fun based on the fact that the, the tag teams are all fun to see. Yep, uh, they all have their own thing going, but also individually, what is going to happen is you know is Daniel Bryan going to be part of this tag team for the you know the rest of the year? Obviously, someone who's who can who can pretty much fill any slot. Across I, WWE, I
1: feel like some people would look at it almost as a demotion. I think it is the perfect spot for Daniel Bryan right now because he doesn't have to work super hard. Obviously, when you're working in a tag team, you're kind of only working half the match. Agreed. So you don't have to work extremely hard for somebody that's physically in the shape that he is in. He gets to work with a bunch of young talent he has never worked with before, mm-hmm. like guys like Heavy Machinery or watching him go against you know Xavier Woods or something like that. Like, fucking cool, man. Yep. And he get he's a guy who's been in the main event. Enough times and for a long enough time that he can help elevate all these people who have been either trapped in the mid card or who are just coming up and give them, you know, a little bit of this is what you do in this situation. This is what you do in this situation while and, they're in the ring.
0: And if they want to make tag team matches a main event thing, you don't have anyone to rely on to... In that pipeline, the tag team pipeline, to say, oh yeah, back in the day when we were on top, I mean, everyone who's been on top as a tag team has been essentially a mid-carder right. to a lower been forever the- because the tag teams have been so low for exactly. so long. I mean, yeah, you know, the Hardys a little bit, but they're sort of in and out all the time, and that was a really long time ago when the Hardys were yeah. at the top in WWE as a tag team. So I'm, I'm with you there. I love the tag team stuff they're doing, and those are all three teams that I like, right? Yeah. Like, if something swerves with any of those teams it's interesting to me because I've been following the stories. Yes. Uh, and you don't expect to swerve out of heavy machinery. You know, I don't expect yeah, that, this, but that
1: this early in,
0: but I think everyone's sort of in some level, there's people who think that the new day should either turn on one another. I, I think that they should probably eject the whole pancake thing and go a little more like, all right, we're going to set aside all the shenanigans to really focus and bear down on winning yeah. this match. You know, we need to see a situation where, Daniel Bryan uh, perhaps is able to push this issue of you guys are clowns and beat him a couple of times to force them to to evolve as a more a little less colorful a little less PG era you know they were perfect for the PG era because they the entendres pushed the envelope uh, into PG-14 and stuff like that that's
1: still Big E's uh, you know that's still where he shines when they give even even this past Tuesday when they when they give uh, their their promos That's, that's where Big E just just treading that line mm-hmm. of how much can i say without getting into trouble but um at the same time i've i'm definitely not alone in in the uh thing I'm, I'm not i don't want the new day to break up but i certainly am interested in a new day who all hold a title
0: that would be interesting and they certainly are all capable of it i think yep you know for the longest time we were doing this show and we thought that well, Kofi is the, last, the least likely one to hold the title sure. because he's an older guy. He's been here the longest.
1: I think for the longest time, most people expected Big E is the one that's going to be the singles breakout star first.
0: I think there's one thing to say about Vince McMahon that I don't know that we've ever said. And uh, for all the criticisms, and boy, are there many, he does respect the work. Like to, he, he's, he's terrible in terms of... Um, you know, how he from a legal sense and how he uh, structures his company. But from just a social, personal sense, he does respect the people who have put in the work for a long time. Oh, and for when sure. they show up in his office and say, I've been here a long time, I deserve something, he does give it to them. Now, it would be nice if he gave everybody some workers' rights issue kind of protections, right. but he doesn't. But at least that- he respects the fact, like, you and I would book Kofi right out the door. Right. When, where Vince McMahon is giving him a, a title reign that... I think has some legs, and, and you see
1: that in our truth as well. Oh yes, the fact yes. that our truth is definitely—he's—he's uh, he's being rewarded with the twenty-four-seven title, Absolutely. which is essentially his title, no matter who holds it, right and
0: kind of should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of should be. <laughs> so, what
1: are we looking forward to? Uh, what are we doing this week?
0: Yeah, Shari? so we're bringing back. Amy, because she is a photographer, and if people uh, have listened to several episodes, they would have heard us talking with the champ as we were watching one of these Riptide matches and talking about how the cinematography was blowing us away. Okay. And it occurred to me there was a new Riptide match uh, appeared with Pac versus Kara Noir, and be good. Uh, as soon as I saw it come up, I was like, I don't want to watch this until I can sit with Amy and h- see if she can give us any explanation about this cinematography. Now, <laughs> I don't know if she can or not, right. but we know at least she can sit and hang and watch a match and come up with some good jokes. For sure. Because that's what she does. But she's also a photographer, and I'm hoping... In the time since this match has come out, I've seen several people posted online talking about how great it is, so okay. I'm, I'm more hyped than ever, even though uh, when it first came out a couple days ago... I did not make a public notice of it, but let's go ahead and pop it on and see. Right. Well, first off, Amy, how you doing? She's hey. been sitting here quietly the whole time. <laughs> I've been here. <laughs> I just I
2: welcome I wanted to make sure I was being you know appropriately introduced.
1: Welcome uh, to the show. <laughs> as we uh, as we talked about the last time you were on the show, you have the uh, the acronym website mm-hmm. where you uh, post a lot of news and photos and fun stuff. Yep, there's
2: everything oh, you could no. possibly be looking for on that site. So. Right.
1: And we also live together, so you, you, by osmosis, take in a lot of wrestling.
2: Oh, yes. Lots and lots of wrestling. When you were saying, I don't know if we have that much uh, stamina to watch that much wrestling, I'm thinking, I know
1: I don't. We watch a lot of wrestling already. It's true.
2: Uh. It's very true. I, I dream about it.
0: This ad for Hobbs and Shaw I thought this movie Came and went Like four months ago what Oh is- no. <laughs> no, no, no Oh no <laughs> I kept wondering Like the movie Must have been bad Because I never heard anything I'm so stoked about it It looks great It does
2: It, it looks really really it looks, good It, looks, it they looks, let Roman Reigns Do his ooh
0: This might be the one time Where I'm interested In Roman Reigns Doing the ooh-ah I have right. to admit <laughs> No I it's do even, not want Your stupid YouTube premium
1: It's even cooler uh, It looks even cooler Than most of the Fast and Furious movies Which is fascinating Because it's just a uh,
0: I have uh, never seen a Fast and Furious movie, and I don't think I'm going to bother to before watching Hobbs and Shaw, because it just fun. looks like a great buddy action movie. Right. So this Karen Noir guy definitely gives me vibes of of uh, of uh, Gold, uh, Gold to Dust. Yeah, he's wearing a definitely. mask, uh, some sort of feather, a lot of sparkles, a lot of sparkles. Uh, One thinks he's Edward
1: Tullen. Yes. <laughs> Well, yeah, and he's got he's got this theme song that the sounds very The theme song is much, fantastic. Was yeah. this from
0: Peter and the Wolf? Maybe do 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 do. Super so
1: dramatic. Yeah, some yes. Orchestra stuff. He's wearing a, a cape with some feathers on the uh, on the cowl. He's like a highbrow stripper. A little I would, bit.
2: I would assume that this might be a Phantom of the Opera thing because of the mask.
1: Maybe that would make It'd a lot an of homage. sense.
2: Or, look at his makeup. His makeup is very black. The, the swan thing that. Natalie oh, Department Black Swan? Did. Black yeah. Swan. Okay. It is not yeah. Peter and
0: the Wolf. It's from Black Swan, there this song. Go.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah, looking at the makeup, that is what I would pick
0: from that. I knew it was a classic, uh, sort of opera kind of thing. <laughs>
1: and we're telling you, at I like home what he, I
0: like what I'm seeing here. I'm into this guy.
1: We're, we're telling you at home that uh, he, he's reminding us a Goldust. He actually has a little bit of uh, gold Finn gold Balor's Finn Balor's demon going on because he's not wearing like the full suit like Goldust right, would yes, yes. wear. Yes, yes. He, he is. Uh, he is. Like you said, he's got a cape, but then he's just got like it looks like the long pants. So it's nice, nicely built, nice chest.
0: Works well with the cinematography that we have discussed. Mm-hmm. Yes. Concerning. So, what do you think they've got a couple of hard cams here? Do you see what we're talking about in terms of like the room and the this?
2: Somebody's definitely on a steady cam on the sides.
0: Um, and the visuals are so moody. It's like it's like you had uh, Max Shrek directing this thing, or someone from the uh, from the silent film era. They... Now he's
2: on his tippy toes.
0: Yes. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> waving around some... his cape, he's huh? doing some ballet
0: is very ballet inspired, but it works because he knows where the ropes are. He's he's working this room really, really like, well.
2: I feel like they use this song in Fantasia, too.
1: Oh, he's got a peacock feathers. His cape is peacock feathers. Nice. Crowd is, is uproariously applauding this, too. As well they should. That alone is the, that is a way cooler entrance than five minutes of Undertaker.
0: <laughs> what are they chanting? Noir, Kara, Kara, fucking noir. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent.
1: No, you see a lot in the WWE. They'll do these crazy hard zooms. Mm-hmm. whenever like somebody's taking a pummeling or something like that, and you see zooms going up, but they're they're gradual. Yes, it's care. all very or, slow. Like, the way the all the camera movements just very slow, from left to right or from right to left.
0: Great call. That is what makes it cinematic compared to WWE. You are getting the moving cameras, but they're very... Sl- I just love the picture, though. There's the smoke in the room that captures the light really well. It's all very thoughtful, whatever they've done here, to stage these.
2: Well, and it's interesting that like, they're following them back out like this and everything, because they are using some sort of, like, gimbal system. Like, that one's definitely a tripod shot. But these... These are all lower where they've actually been able to interact with the camera. So. And your room is like
0: different. your traditional like high school gym, right? I mean, it looks yeah. like it's in the UK, so the building's probably 200 years old. But in terms of the setup, he's coming off of what looks like a high school stage.
1: Yeah, a high school gym stage or something like
0: something where you would see your... Uh... And they're really good at hiding... Okay, there's a cameraman. They're really good at hiding the fact that the other cameramen are there.
1: I wonder if part of with that, with that is the, the lighting. Room,
2: Okay. Uh, okay, so it allows you to get, get those beautiful, stable-looking
0: shots without. When he's
2: b- rotating around the posts. That's what.
0: That's what's doing. Ah, okay, okay. Karen Noir is very excited to be facing Pac, who has now entered into the ring. Oh, we still. And
1: uh Yeah, and the former king of oh the cruiserweights. Oh my cruiser god, that, that
0: little woman right there is so hyped to see Pac. Apparently, <laughs> this must be a surprise appearance from Pac at this event. I think
2: and that's what it said
0: in the caption. It's so much more fun to see the people who are staring at Pac and like clutching themselves in disbelief yeah. versus the a-holes who are immediately tweeting out, I'm getting to see Pac. When you're not seeing Pac, you're staring at your fucking screen. <laughs> now I get it. Someone like Amy, who's got a website it's her job to be that news person but the average person who's like I'm missing Pac right now because I'm looking at my phone
2: to tell you everybody wants to be a celebrity
0: Karen Noir is a celebrity based on this five minutes that we're seeing here as he takes a bow and he, he's got a mime thing going on he seems to be saying nothing intentionally
2: the other thing I'm noticing is the color grade everything is very blue
0: Yes, is that yeah? It's got a what that's like
2: a post edit. That's not how it, nice. it generally would look
0: in. in Makes all the sense in the world. You nailed it.
2: There's no redness or anything happening in this. Footage. Right, great Which call. Probably that's probably a good thing for the noir aspect too. Like, see how dull that pink and red is. Mm-hmm. And you
1: in? Yeah, makes, it looks like a David Fincher movie. That makes a lot of sense because the one, the one we watched with the the champ had more of a, a reddish orange grade to it. So I mm. wonder if they color code the matches, whether it's just for for the videos or whether it's literally in the you know in the arena.
0: a little bit of both but i see what you're saying they've dulled the colors down so you're the contrast looks beautiful and i think that helps the the movement of the wrestlers look different than if you're just looking at a straight raw high def feed It
2: also makes it look way more dramatic this way if you have a color correction yeah Cause I know Neville's butt would not, or excuse me, I'm gonna still call him Neville. Um, his Park. butt would not be that uh, white. Right, he would right. We have some
1: redness smack there. Parka uh, <laughs> refusing to shake the hand of uh, Noir. <laughs> and he's really? chasing Noir around the ring. Noir also fighting with uh, barefoot, like Matt Riddle. That's always a very interesting, uh, interesting choice to me.
0: Yeah, you always wonder if you're going to see the last time that they choose to do this without shoes because the right. toe stomped or broken. Okay, Carnoir definitely with a mime thing going on, which Neville has no use for because he's an old school kind of a, kind of wrestler.
1: The crowd was chanting shake his hand and he's still having none of it. After a, a quick exchange that resulted in a shoulder block.
0: Pac's not here for fun. He's only here for wins, as we found out with AEW. They're like, it's going to be so much fun. He's like, I'm not going to win. Fuck you. I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Pac Pac is is a bastard. Bastard.
1: (laughs) Do you remember where where Riptide Wrestling is out of?
0: Only it's the UK. I I don't know the UK well enough to, to even bother to learn.
1: Cause just the way it shot, and and you know we've only really seen two Riptide matches here on the One Fall Show so far, but the way it's shot and and the matches I've seen, like I would watch this weekly, on television.
0: And so Brandon has been catching up on a lot of it and says it's great. And as we know, as we're noticing now, no commentary, which yeah didn't even it went right over my head when we were doing it live the first time. Honestly, I like that better. Oh, me yeah. too. Yeah, as someone who likes to watch.
1: Well, that's the, that's the thing. We're enjoying it with no commentary because we're sitting here as a group and kind of commentating on it and talking about it right now. But would it be as much fun if like we were sitting individually... You know, For me, yes, because yeah.
0: uh, the first time I watched Riptide was by myself, and okay. I did, it didn't even occur to me there was no commentary then. Wow. But I love cinematic. Yeah, I mean, I, I sit and watch a movie. So now that you've mentioned the color correction, it's definitely the the way the lighting is coming in from these windows.
2: A slow zoom out just now. And, yep.
0: Yeah, you nailed it with the. Sl- See, the two of you have filled in the. Pic- we can turn off the show because I've learned <laughs> what I wanted to. So now it's up to Pac and Cara Noir to put on a great match because I've right. learned look what that, I wanted to. Look at
1: that pad. Yeah. Like, that's probably a crane shot, but the crane shots you typically see in WWE. But yeah, no, it's handheld, right? Way, yeah. way It's way all out handheld,
0: held, yeah.
2: They're not doing this with any... Because we'd like,
0: definitely any... be able to see the crane. Yeah. Right. The crowd has turned on Pac as well they should.
1: Can we agree, all of us in this room, that Pac is significantly better as a heel? Oh, a thousand yeah. times, yeah. No, Can
0: even we... as an Neville, we were more excited when he became the, the heel. king of
1: yeah. the Grizzlies. Right. Right. But he just turned into this. But no, the older he gets, the more he's going to look like an evil
0: goblin man. Right.
1: And well,
2: then they can just cast him in the next installment of Hobbit movie. Right. <laughs> Pock holding to a
1: headlock on the uh, on the mat here, slowing the match down. It
2: does look a lot beefier
1: now. He is significantly uh, a, a larger, and he is a smaller Ooh. man, obviously, but he's significantly got more body mass to him. Yeah,
0: he's, he's, he's wider. Than oh, man. Yeah, he's so much cooler as a heel.
1: And, like, he can still... <laughs> that he,
0: was he a great st- double-take spot from Pac as Car Noir just no-sells the... Uh, he didn't no-sell it. He, he no, went he down and the then got Karata. back up. He got back up to, to, to offer a handshake.
1: Yeah, and when, when Pac went to taunt the crowd, he popped back up and was waiting for him when he turned his, turned around for a handshake. Now the tide has turned.
0: This is an excellent match so far. I'm enjoying it. The pacing's yeah. really good, and I like these two these two fellers.
1: I feel like this ring, too, is is more of uh, the smaller WCW-style ring. It's not the 10x10. 10 10.
0: Looks smaller. Looks smaller. Carnoir must be a Riptide uh, regular, because they are very excited by him. Yeah,
1: no, they really dig it. And they sh- as well, they should. And
0: he's very much that UK style of like half met- shoot, half half like total
1: character.
2: Yeah, he was totally being cheeky by padding pockets. Yes, yeah.
1: I met him five minutes ago, and I'm a fan. I'm a fan. So, I'm digging it. Yeah. All right, they're out on the floor.
0: Which doesn't give you much space because this is one of those railless uh, indie yes. indie matches where the people will ultimately, if things are getting heated in the ring, will end up. Ringside pounding on the ring itself.
1: Yeah, and that always oh, that's crazy to me. <laughs> An F U pock chance breaking <laughs> out.
0: For those of you who don't know what F stands for, it's fuck.
1: <laughs> Mr. Radio. <laughs> well, <laughs>
2: hey, what are you gonna do? Would it help oh, you? Oh nerd
0: radio's been cool. excellent, by the way.
1: Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. We had, uh, we've had we been we've been having some fun over there. It's It's been weird the last couple of weeks because uh, there's been some uh, 4th of July vacation time being taken. But uh, it's been a good time.
0: I think it was good. I, I think ultimately as I continue to listen, hearing you one-on-one more with some of these people that are part of the, the gang over there will be fun. Because I can start to learn them all individually. Sure.
2: Meanwhile, Park just stepped on
1: his stepped, head. Yeah, his head and neck. Yep. And he's giving him some kicks. He's choking him on the uh, middle rope. And this is absolutely... Complete like,
0: disregard for the,
1: the, the ref count. The crowd is all over him with the chants, but this is this is like respectful. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, so this, no, this is, is a very you're, excited... You're the heel. We know this. Is, you want us to hate you, so we're going to joyfully chant bad things at you.
0: 100%.
1: This isn't like Baron Corbin heat. No. Where people just legitimately don't like him. No, and I, I, I stand by.
0: I believe that that Baron Corbin heat will eventually give way to people being impressed because he's putting in the time, he's putting in the work, he has to get better. But Yeah, I just uh,
2: think he's going to end up being that Roman Reigns character of being constantly booed.
0: Could be, could be. And and teaming him with um, a totally green person uh, in this terrible. mixed match is not helpful at all because you're, you're taking two WWE call-ups and putting them in the main event with... Uh, with two indie, indie legacy folks. And uh, there's definitely a schism in the audience of whether you were an indie, your indie cred is important to a lot of the fans.
2: It also helps if you actually have any chemistry whatsoever or can act more than the range of a teaspoon. (laughs) Because Lacey Evans has none of that.
0: (laughs) I like Lacey more than most people, but I also... That's, that's all
1: right, because Amy hates Lacey Evans I, more than most people.
0: Exactly. <laughs> I, I find that most people have, like, I, I, our friend Elizabeth feels exactly like you do about oh, okay. Lacey Evans, Amy. <laughs>
1: She's just, she is just,
2: uh, mm-hmm. she is the, the down-home American Southern Belle, and I mm-hmm. just
1: can't take any of that. Uh, Not a character you were interested in seeing. Nope. Nope, I like Becky kind of fascinating that we are all, all three of us are kind of into this match but really outside of like the hurricane rana that Pac did about three or four minutes ago not a lot of spots no, no big spots no no a, no. Pac a few just kind and, of like choking him and, and kicking him and uh...
0: the devil's in the details in this one I like like when Pac was getting ripped against the turnbuckles how he captured himself by the arms so his legs flew out yeah and then ended up in a very like crucifixion pose uh, which the cinematography helped but, oh, here comes, it looked like uh, Cara Noir was pretty much knocked out of the whole thing by, uh-oh, uh-oh. Yeah, he
1: came in on a, on a nine count before he got counted out. Pac is climbing to the top rope.
0: <laughs> Kicking his leg way out like a dog that's about to pee on somebody.
2: <laughs> so that was a very Kylo-Izzy stretch.
0: Yeah.
1: See, Mistle now drop here's kick.
2: the thing, though. Would this match be interesting if it had WWE-type camera work?
1: I don't know.
0: Um, I'd be interested in seeing it, but much less so. And I certainly wouldn't have earmarked it for like, I'm going to set this aside for something I want to watch with people sure instead really. of watching by myself. Mm-hmm. And let me say, thank you. I'm enjoying this so much more than if I was watching it by <laughs> myself because y- y'all's <laughs> input is really good.
2: Glad we are here to add the peanut gallery.
0: You know, and I think the black ropes help with the uh, the color editing they're doing mm-hmm. that, to obfuscate that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they don't... Uh... If they were red and blue, it
0: wouldn't be. You'd notice how off they were in terms of...
1: And you can see, once again, with the lighting, too, like, the minute they get near the, the corner turnbuckle, like, Pac just backed the ref in the corner turnbuckle, it's dark. Mm-hmm.
2: It's very dark, and there's... It seems like a lot of tungsten-style lighting. Makes them look very pale.
0: Well, they're also British.
2: I mean, yeah, but... <laughs> I wouldn't... Can you imagine putting, uh, what's his name, the guy with the umbrella...
0: Oh, uh, the, villain, uh, the villain Marty squirrel No, not that guy with the
2: umbrella. The other guy with the umbrella.
0: Oh, um, um, the yep. WWE feller. Yes. Oh yeah, Jack. Uh, Jack yeah, Gallagher. Jack
2: Gallagher. Can you imagine putting him under those lights? <laughs> or Sheamus.
0: <laughs> oh Sheamus. Yes. Wow. He might be invisible. Yeah. He's he still have a wants it. He's shake
1: a after all that
2: beating. That's a sign of respect. Yeah. Once that respect, and no, Pac is not willing to give it. I've
1: got to. He's not gonna. He's not. No. He's not gonna do it. That's okay. I still call John Moxley Dean Ambrose. Oh, it's yeah. going to be like a good oh. year before he's officially John Moxley. I
0: was so ready to start calling him John Moxley <laughs> as I like him now. So I'm like, oh, yeah, it's John Moxley. Right. <laughs> he used to be some other guy I wasn't oh! into.
1: A nice insegurity.
0: And Pac's selling really, really well, which is so important for a heel, right? Like, yeah. when you have a heel that no sells, especially if you're going to have the attitude Pac does where it seems like he's yes. like. He's, 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 you've got to play your matches super good. You can't. Who's, who's the, you'll, uh, you were watching a match recently with, um, It was a hardcore match. Just Scott Steiner. Scott Steiner, who did you watch that match?
1: Oh my God. Yeah, somebody had posted that. I don't think it was on our one fall show. Was it Nick
0: Gage or something crazy like that? Nick
1: Gage and Scott Steiner. And uh, it was the train wreck I expected.
0: Was there any selling at all in that one, or was it just two guys? There was. was, There
1: was. But I mean.
0: Creating blood. I feel like Scott Steiner has no need to sell because his whole personality is I'm this giant body dysmorphic monster that comes like an avalanche.
1: That's for sure. But uh, he 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 does understand that a match has to be back and forth, so awesome. he'll nice take kick. he'll sweet, take some love. Sweet
0: missile, to dropkick there by Cara Noir So what are you guys thinking now? About halfway into this match, are you digging it? Are you digging Riptide, Amy?
2: Do I dig. I dig the semantics of it and stuff like that. Uh, I think because they don't have a huge attachment to the characters that are being mm-hmm. that are in the ring right now, it may that kind of. Puts me off of it a little bit. Right. Like I feel like I get distracted easy. But, gotcha. Um, it's uh, overall it's a great match, but that's the thing too is that if you like both of the people that are wrestling, it's really hard to root for somebody. You don't that's have true. like a hate for it because I don't have a hate for Pac at all.
0: I was wondering about that because I just I, I had a hunch that you were not a Neville fan. But no, I, I,
2: I actually I started hating Neville and then I ended up liking Neville. Okay. And so when he left, I was bummed. Um, But I haven't seen him since. This is the first time I've seen him since.
0: You know, I've been following him in the news or the internet world but I, I think this may be the first match I've seen too since he since left he WWE. Left. Since I actually bothered to watch.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty bad at anything like indie related. Like it's there's
1: just not a lot that I end up seeing
2: because it's not well, that's constantly a, played in our house. <laughs> well, and that,
1: that's a piece of the puzzle, too, when it comes to wrestling, right, is the storyline of, yeah. of, of guys. Like we saw on SmackDown this week, they opened the show after uh, after the, the Kevin Owens bit. They opened the show with Shinsuke Nakamura and Finn Balor, which are two guys I absolutely adore, and I should be really excited about that match, but there's been no story leading to it. Yes, and no... So, it- now, There's if this like is the be- if this is the beginning of a story, awesome! I, I can't wait for the next one and the one after that and one after that. But if this is a one-off and those guys are never going to meet again, then I mean, I like both those guys, but I'm not invested.
0: Now I agree entirely. I, I I had wished that one of them had something different about their appearance or their entrance music, so I would uh, with you. Whoa! I thought they were going out of the ring there for a second.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Talk with a superplex. <laughs> off of the top like, rope.
0: Where are they going to land? Oh yeah, in the ring. I uh,
2: think the biggest <laughs> thing with the, the Finn and Shinsuke thing, I feel like Shinsuke always uh, starts feuds this way. They pair him with somebody to fight, Yeah. and then he does something heelish, and then now there's a feud.
0: I think there's hope for Shinsuke fans going forward because this... Echoes the time that the club, yeah. who is who's clearly reformed, if you're looking at the contract numbers. I mean, right. there's always a chance that WWE pulls the rug out from under the push, but clearly uh, Gales and Anderson have decided. Fine, if you want to pay us, you know, three million dollars to sit, we'll do that. Um, but the, the, whatever money they're getting paid is definitely push type of money. So you'd assume that we're going to see some of that, and it makes sense that you're going to see Finn and Shinsuke doing stuff because. If you're like me, those were both people who are also part of Bullet Club. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, like, you want to constantly keep an eye on them to see if they get involved in those bigger storylines.
2: You can check out anytime you like, but you can never leave Bullet Club. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes.
0: Yes, much like the Hotel California. <laughs> that, that song always gets to me because I had a teacher in middle school who, the. Um, who was really into that late 80s, early 90s, back mass satanic lyric stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I got to hear that one backwards and hear about the cauldron of Satan that was going to devour the eagles and all their fans. (laughs) Joe Walsh is like, what? (laughs) See,
2: I always got the... I had the teacher that if he accidentally wore all black, he would put on Ring of Fire and sing it.
0: Oof! Not so, nice. He
2: wasn't a bad singer, though. Okay,
0: oh, good, good, so good, good. It
2: was a good time. So it was like Johnny Cash. Friday. What is he did doing? He just
1: kiss him?
0: I don't know if he kissed him or if he bit his head. It looked like he kissed him, but he, al- yeah, like, oh, he clearly yeah, did. Yeah, yeah Pac he is outraged because
2: he just wiped his face off yeah, of so- him.
0: I'm a shoot heel, so therefore I have some homophobic uh, elements to me, and I'm outraged. I'm wiping the kiss off my face.
1: Noir had uh, had Pac in a seated position and went to kind of. Shoot off the ropes, and it looked like he was going to give one of those like Daniel Bryan or uh, Matt Riddle style kicks, but it said stopped and kissed him.
0: Now, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, have two thoughts. For one, of course, there's nothing wrong uh, with, with whatever feelings you have towards, or having positive feelings towards anyone, I, I have no problem with. However, be
2: gay, is what Sean is saying. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> but, but there's a, also, there's a, um, there's a, a spate like a personal bubble issue.
1: Sure, I, I had a man once
0: just decide to cush me, kiss me in a completely inappropriate environment. Right. It was the environment that was the thing. I was like, "Whoa, dude! Like, that's not that's not <laughs> how you do this." Well,
2: consensually, right. if it, it, but it's not a sexual act in this case. It's a. I'm trying to piss you off, kiss you. Yeah, trying to rattle him. Doesn't mean it's still Yeah, I don't think okay, anyone's ever
0: been but... overwhelmed by Pac's face and just had to lean in for a kiss out of sheer adoration because yeah, he, he's more a scary so, goblin man.
1: More so his chest and ab area, I'm sure. <laughs>
2: All right, let's not get too risque over here, Big
1: E. <laughs> Everybody
0: is over for Big E. No, Big E is just
2: always talking about threesomes and shit.
1: <laughs> And it did result in a a pretty quick exchange between the two. Yeah,
2: had to fire him
1: up. Yeah, which was kind of cool. Looks like Pac is going to uh, ascend to the top rope again. Nope. Oh, off the middle rope. Interesting. And that's the thing, too, about the way this is shot. You never get a real clear idea of how high the ceiling is. So, like, when they did that superplex... You weren't sure where the ceiling was. You right, you were right. it or not?
2: Well, it looks like the ceilings, oh! like the ceilings are pretty vaulted for the most part. Oh, yeah, definitely like, a couple
0: stories in there. Oh. There
2: is one. See that balcony right there? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so that, that is where it's lower. But in the room itself, it looks like it's high.
1: Noir with a, uh, a brain buster onto the knee. But only got a two count. I'm excited for, for the Listener's of One Fall Show to be able to go on YouTube and find this match. They won't have to find it. Notes. I will put it
0: in the show notes for sure.
1: Yeah, because this is, this is fascinating.
0: I'm very intrigued by this Cara Noir character.
1: Yeah, same here. I don't
0: know. that. It, may, it turns out that this is maybe not the best match to be introduced to him because it is a longer match, considering Pac is his opponent. It just seems to be something of a marquee match for the Riptide Wrestling. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing Pac was a surprise appearance, probably a main event. Oh, and I've just never seen Cara Noir in any other. I don't know. I don't know what his circuit is, so to speak.
2: You're a bastard, <laughs> <laughs> And there goes the chance.
1: Looks like he's uh, setting up for a springboard.
2: Ooh, it's teaming up now. Yep. Fuck you, Puck.
1: you're, you're a, a bastard. bastard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> They're playing oh, with the good. call and response. <laughs>
1: the roll out of the ring. The slow roll out of the ring to get away from the uh, top rope move.
2: Oh, oh, he's going to go off into the crowd. Hey!
1: this out to the floor.
2: And you're lucky you didn't kick that
1: lady in the face. I well, think
0: that lady's lucky she didn't get kicked in the face. I don't know if Pac would have minded. Yeah. He's a dirty bastard.
2: I'm sure there would have been some repercussions of suing.
0: Boy, anyone who shows up in an indie wrestling match and sues after taking bullets in the front row is really not wow. helping society they're really just hurting everybody else who's there to have fun
2: 100 <laughs> percent. doesn't mean they won't do it
0: though. no that's definitely true I, trash. I, I got punched in the head several times and had to get stitches at a show once and someone mm. said why don't you sue and i'm like because i don't want to have to go through security when i go next." Na- and then no, now we got to go through security anyway i should have <laughs> yeah.
1: got, got that sweet sweet lawsuit money you tried you really tried <laughs> You were playing by rules that no one else was playing yeah, by. Yeah, that's the problem. Like, that's
0: the pr- problem with a sort of uh, anarchist mentality. Right. We're going to lose. I'm on the losing side for sure <laughs> until, you know, like a sunspot disrupts everything or something. I'm not holding my breath.
1: Pac seems to have thrown everything he can at Noir. He just did uh, like a 450 splash off the top rope and he kicked out it too. He get, did that sweet moonsault into the crowd.
0: I like the European uppercut. You know, as a working move, it's very silly, but it always looks impressive once you accept that it's a thing. Where, yeah. like, that's what I hated about Dean Ambrose. His working punches were so clownish. Where now, as as uh, as John Moxley, he's able to he's able to dig in a little more, throw some actual. You know, he's not. You he don't have to do it seven days a week. That's the thing, right? Like, if you and I, Mr. Bean, are working six days a week. Right. I have to be super careful not to hurt you because by day four you're gonna be like, dude, That's stop! If you and I show up one day a week, I can say, give me a good shiner because I got a week for it to fix. You know, like I can spend the next four days just with ice on it doing jack shit.
1: Wow. God the king of the cruiserweights going for the uh, the Rings of Saturn submission move he was utilizing.
0: R wisely putting his foot on the rope. You know, I think the reason I was so bent out of shape about that kissing spot is this is the second British wrestler I've seen now that, or, or a British promotion, where a face does that. And I love it for the crowd pop. It has the, exactly the right social message. But I always think to myself, personal space. Like, eventually that social... Yeah. Me- like, if all of the faces were uh, gay characters... Regardless of whether the performer was or not, I don't. I don't care either way. But the idea of invading people's personal space because of my per, my own experience, sure. <laughs> I'm always like, whoa, whoa, not, not all right, dude. I'm <laughs> not all right. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Oh, how there comes the slow roll. We all live in this world of personal experience and how we want the world organized because of it.
2: Well, what I... happened to Jessica when we went to that party um, in Maryland. Some guy came up to her and kissed her and told her she was beautiful and she's a lesbian. Mm. She's like, what are you doing?
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Boundaries, man. Boundaries. 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 That's right. the thing, right?
2: Chuck's like, I'll kiss all of y'all. i kiss everybody. I don't care. <laughs> it's
1: fine. We've
0: all had to take him aside to discuss the matter. <laughs> <laughs>
2: put him aside and say hey
0: you have to kiss me more alright now more. we're not gonna have this on no, the, <laughs> the one fall show <laughs> people
1: are people are not into Seth and Becky being affectionate on TV I don't know that people on the one fall show are or- looking for us to get affected. Surely out of our
0: 10 listeners, there's somebody sure. who's just been in love with Chuck and has been waiting for a romantic angle on the show with him, so they're overjoyed. There's going to be uh, Amy Cosplayers in the, the audience. I can't hey, wait. Hey, <laughs>
2: hey, they have lots of hair colors to choose
1: from. They do. You're like Ramona Flowers. <laughs>
2: there we
0: go. And he there does cool go. stuff, man.
2: He's very aromatic.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so you see how the light's
2: just killed right yeah
0: good for them. I don't know. Whatever frustrated film director is running this Riptide Wrestling, bravo, sir.
1: Absolutely. This
0: is just a beautiful presentation. And shows how that, like with the basic materials, a school gym and paying attention to the lighting. You don't have to have all the bells and whistles. You don't have we need to make sure all our cameramen can do calisthenics and backflips. Like, no, no. And now you see, okay, here's the
2: light pinks coming
0: in. Yep, yep.
2: All the different colors. Also, why does
0: Pox theme song sound like Shinsuke's? It it does resemble because all Japanese music sounds like this. <laughs> it's like <laughs> 80s guitar solo right? riffs. I mean, I'm not I'm not jacking it. It's good, but
1: that's the thing you have to think of too: is that how much of the match itself, especially on this level, on an indie level, how much of the match itself is planned out and then I don't want to say scripted, but then how how keyed in are the production crew to the spots that are about to happen and how much of it do they just have to shoot on the fly and Hmm, hopefully catch it?
0: Yeah. Great question. I I would assume that much like everything else most of it's just them having to be you know there's so much such a great dance of improv going on in wrestling it's nice to see a promotion that is highlighting it with great production work.
1: Yeah.
2: Well and if you look at this from that aspect like you pretty much have to be run and gun with it at least from Knowing how I've filmed things before, you have to be run and gun if you're doing something that has a stabilizer and you're going camera A, camera B. So you wouldn't get this out of a WWE event, but definitely like something indie like this, you are able to play with those things and it will add to it. Versus, If you tried to do that with a WWE event where you had people with the stabilizers and stuff like that, I don't feel like they'd get everything.
0: And there's the got to be like
2: bigger, major post
0: in this, isn't there? In terms of like the editors, yeah. oh yeah, like the, the
2: color ed- and everything. Like and I just saw there was an error with the stabilizer, so I can definitely tell it was a, a handheld because it turned and it went, whoop, so right. fast. So I've seen that. Now the lights are coming up,
1: and it also makes you appreciate too, even in a WWE product, working on a tape delay, mm-hmm. uh, like and having to cut. Having to have six or seven cameras and pick the best camera angle, like that, is an art style in and of itself. Mm-hmm, to be able mm-hmm. to be like, okay, camera three has the best angle of what's uh, about some, to happen. Some goons guys?
0: coming in, some faction goons coming oh. in to beat up Caranoir. And uh, A lot of umbrellas
1: in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> well, it rains quite a bit. Oh, oh, so, like,
2: oh, umbrellas. <laughs> oh, it's this guy. No, wait. No, no, no it's not other that umbrella guy. With guy. The
1: umbrella. <laughs>
0: Alright, everybody, where can they find you?
2: Uh, they can find me on the internet. Find me on the internet. Um, acronymofficial.com, Acronym Official on Instagram, Acronym Official on Facebook, and Acronym Speaks on Twitter because of those bastards in the UK.
1: There's already an Acronym Official on acronym Twitter? Acronym
2: Speaks is mine because there's an Acronym Official that was a band yeah. uh. that hasn't tweeted since like
1: 2011. Bastards. Mm-hmm.
2: One day I will. Much like One Pac day. Bastards
0: <laughs>
2: You're a bastard
0: Well thank you so much For coming in And you definitely Filled me in Like I feel like All the questions I had Concerning that I now understand Excellent. I'll be looking at Like yeah. color correction Alright I see you Cameraman over there Hiding I didn't see you Before <laughs> right. I see you now <laughs> Slow pans. I gotcha. I gotcha. Mr. Bean, where can people find you?
1: Uh, you can find me on the, uh, as we mentioned uh, earlier, the Nerd Radio Podcast and wraf.com, wherever you get your podcast as part of the B Pod Studios Network. And I'm on, uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, chzuckbean.
0: Excellent. Yeah, there was. You had a Chuck Russell's or something. and I did. And I you were never updated. You it. kept
1: pushing it. And then one day I went on it and
0: I'm like, there has not been. He's never. got three followers and he hasn't posted anything in four years. What is it? Nope. <laughs> nope. All right. You can find me at shawnee.constant on Instagram doing my various things. But thank you so much for listening. In the show notes, we'll have all these links and I'll have a link for Riptide and this particular match. And you can follow along with the cinematography of it all. And uh, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Have fun, be safe, and don't fall in the hole.
1: Especially if some bastard put...